Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Over 5 million people play football in the USA and here to bring it to you in the raw, uncut, unadulterated is the undisputed number one sports show in Atlanta and abroad. 100 yards of football live from headquarters. It's more than a game, more than a show. It's where football blends culture, economics, and society. Tap in, tune in, and lock in to 100 yards of football now. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome to 100 Yards of Football this morning. Today we're going to highlight our 2023 NFL draft prospect. His name is Michael Penix, quarterback, the University of Washington. If you like the video today, please come in and share it. I'm your host, Vincent Turner. And joining me this morning is a gentleman that's very talented, that's doing this at a high level. I consider him the best NFL draft expert out there in the universe. He's coming to us live from Key West, Florida. He went with us last week. That kind of missed him. Because right now, it's the middle of the college football season. And you know what? The NFL draft prospects are starting to be on fire like the Ohio players. So I'm bringing him to us live. My man, my best friend, covering the NFL 2023 NFL draft, Mr. Daniel Kelly. How you doing this morning, sir? Hey, I'm doing really well, Mr. Turner. Thank you for asking me. I tell you what, um, these, these football seasons fly right by. It seems like we were just in training camp. And already we're about halfway through the season, like you said, and you're right. This is the time of the year when the NFL draft starts heating up because there's a lot of teams out there now that are starting to panic. The Panthers, the Raiders, Detroit, these teams with bad records who are starting to look forward to the draft because there's always hope in the draft. So the prospects are indeed starting to heat up. How are you doing today? Doing fine. So if you like the video out there, and you want to give us some very, very successful comments and really nice comments. Give us some comments today. Oh, Michael Penix, the quarterback, the Universal Washington Huskies. Mr. Kelly, tell us what you like about Mr. Penix. Absolutely. There, there's a, a lot to talk about with Michael Penix. Now, of course, I went back what I'm doing this year for firstroundmock.com, my draft website, is I'm looking at the, at the prospects off their 2021 game film as well as the 2022 game film, trying to get a more comprehensive look at the, at the prospects. To, to narrow that margin, cut down on the mistakes even more. Uh, so let's start by talking about Michael Penix. You see him on your screen there playing for the University of Washington. Of course, he transferred from Indiana um, in 2021. I looked at Penix uh, with Indiana against Cincinnati, against Iowa. 
and also against Penn State. I'm one of the few, if not the only draft analyst in America that's held accountable, holds myself accountable to the game film. I don't just have these fly-by-night one-liners that a lot of these guys have. I actually talk about the game film that I watched. Now, Penix on your screen there is 6'3", 214 pounds. And I have to say this and start by saying this, that he's probably, like we talked about off-air here before we went to the show, the most bizarre prospect I've ever looked at since the time I've been doing this, since I started at 17 years old. And, and what do I mean by that? Well, not 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 only has this fifth-year you know, play college player been up and down uh, statistically uh, but but this season in Washington he looks and sounds like a completely different player than he did at Indiana the four seasons prior uh, on his timeline um, you know it, it, it's now all of a sudden you know he, he's kind of exploded onto the scene we'll get more into that in a moment but this specific evaluation Mr. Turner and to our listeners is strictly based on the game field at Indiana in 2021, and uh, we'll talk a little bit. Uh, of course, in this, in, when, as we roll to the springtime, I'll, I'll circle back to his, to his 2022 game film and take a look at that. But what's crazy about him is based on my 2021 game film study with the Hoosiers, I don't see any team drafting him based on what he put on game film last season. Okay, he, he threw seven interceptions in three games. And I think we need to pay attention to this. And, and it could have been 10 interceptions really in three games because uh, two more were almost picked off against Iowa and one more uh, could have been picked off against Cincinnati. So we could have been talking about 10 interceptions in three games, but in, on paper, we're talking about seven. I mean, he was so bad against Iowa that they actually pulled him off the field and benched him. Now CBS Sports, as I touched on, is mocking him into the first round, um, you know, with because of a season so far in Washington. Well, let's unpack him. Let's take a look at what he does well because he does some things well. As you touched on Mr. Turner, so let's talk about that. Um, you know, he's a strong arm. You can see him on your screen. He's a very strong arm, left-handed southpaw quarterback. Uh, there's not a lot of southpaws out there, obviously. Uh, this guy is one of them, a left-handed quarterback. Uh, he, he navigates the pocket exceptionally well. He's able to slide around. He's able to avoid the rush. He has some mobility to him. Uh, you know, he, he showed he could go through his progressions. He showed he was more mature in that regard. He was a quarterback that was able to go through his progressions at the line of scrimmage pre-snap okay uh he's best i think on game film i mean that's what this comes down to okay scouting is really easy all you gotta do is write down what the guy does on game film don't try to make him into something he's not don't project him into what you hope he'll become what is he actually doing on the game film and what he did on the game film in 2021, he was best in the short-range level, uh, throwing short-range passes. And, and he showed he could put some zip with that big, strong left arm on the ball at the intermediate route level, uh, which is good, too. you got to have a strong enough arm to play ball in the National Football League. Now, that, those are the positives. You know, so switching to the other pendulum, looking at some of the negatives. Again, this is what he put on his football resume on game film, okay? He tends to rely, that arm strength is so strong, he tends to rely on the arm strength too much on game film and not enough on his mechanics, which resulted in him being 
erratic in terms of his intermediate and deep route ball placement. Uh, he lacked touch. He lacked timing uh, on the routes. Uh, he did not throw the easiest ball to catch. He was throwing it so hard. Uh, I know we've seen something like that with Trey Lance in San Francisco, too, with a lot of drop balls. That's what I saw in film with Penix last year at Indiana. Uh, sometimes he was really badly off target at the intermediate route level. This is how I would talk if I was in the NFL war room. And, and he only hit one deep pass out of several attempts uh, when he tried to take the deep shots. Uh, the thing that was even more concerning to me, guys, is he threw some extremely dangerous-looking passes under pressure off of his back foot. Um, you know, we're talking about a quarterback last year who completed 53.7% um, of his passes, uh, four touchdowns, seven interceptions. And, and, and then, and then he, you know, and I'm not alone in my assessment, okay? If you go to NFLMockDraftDatabase.com, which is a really cool website that kind of pulls all the draft community together and looks at everybody's opinion on these players and what they think, at the point I looked at him on film, guys, only 1.1% of the entire NFL draft community liked this guy in the first round. And that's really just CBS uh, had put him into that level, which is something that makes me scratch my head a little bit. Um, you know, the, another huge concern about Penix, even more so than what's on game film, even more so than, than, than the statistics, is, is he's been extremely injury prone uh, during his college career, okay? Okay. Uh, can guys bounce back from injury? Sure they can, but this needs to be paid attention to. So get out a highlighter on this one. All four seasons prior to him going to Washington ended with a season ending injury. Okay. And I'm not just talking about like, like a little tiny minor injury to 2018. He had a torn right ACL 2019. He had a joint injury. But, um, you know, and then 2022, getting back to the injuries, he, he tore the same right ACL. 2021, he had an AC joint with a shoulder issue. You know, I, I put a UFA grade on Penix on my website, firstroundmock.com, based on his 2021 game film. I did a comp with him of Deshaun Kaiser, another strong arm kid that couldn't put it all together. Uh, he's a guy that, that, you know, it's, it's, it's just a lot of concerns. You know, at best, I think we're looking at a prospect. We can say best case scenario was inconsistent, you know, for the first four years of his college career and had an injury plague college career. That's best case scenario. But now, let me say this, okay? Is is and this is the perplexing part about Michael Penix, okay? It's it's as confusing as what's happened to Spencer Rattler on the other side of it, okay? Penix is a guy who played up and down football and was awful last year in Indiana. All of a sudden now, and this is important to talk about, he's playing exceptionally well at Washington for the Huskies. So now we have to ask ourselves if we're sitting in a draft room, is this guy a systems quarterback? Why all of a sudden is he playing so much better? Is it a talent issue? Is it a systems issue? What's the problem? What's going on? How can this guy look so much better at Washington than he looked in the four years prior to Indiana? Your thoughts on Michael Penix? Mr. Turner. I look at Michael Penix and my situation with Michael Penix, I always go by competition, but I look at the young man. He comes from the Tampa Bay area in Tampa, Florida, Tampa Tech High School, former NFL players that played there, Ted Washington, 
who's a known tackle with the New England Patriots, a pretty good football player. Deion Kane that played at the University of Clemson. Then you got Maurice Crum that played at the University of Miami. So he's coming from an area where it's very solid football players. But you brought up a good point, Mr. Daniel Kelly. He's been injury prone throughout his career, and he had injuries in Indiana. But however, you know how Vincent Turner does it. I like the competition, how you play in big games. Now I'm going to go back to 2020, the pandemic year, when he was a little bit, I want to say, not injured. But go back to that Ohio State game. They only played six games in the Big Ten that year. And he was flawless against Justin Fields in Ohio State, 27 to 51, 491 yards, five touchdowns. That's when I really started to take notice when he came on the national level. Because let's face reality, they don't play football in Indiana, man. It's a basketball school. Then coming back the following year, he struggled. And I think, as you just said, it was because of the injury problem. Then the team lost some key players that went to the NFL because there was a real good Indiana team that he played on during the pandemic year. But he goes to Washington. I believe the head coach was his offensive coordinator at Indiana, a different system. He probably rededicated himself. And then I'm looking at it like this. Kenny Pickett, too. We didn't hear Kenny Pickett when he was a junior. And then Joe Burrow. A guy that couldn't win a job at Ohio State, went to LSU his junior year, really didn't put up no numbers. They bring in at LSU, assumingly a savant and Joe Brady, and Joe Burrow's the number one pick. So I can see the same similarities with Michael Penix. But what I love about him, I don't look what he did in 2020 or 2021. I look how you mature how you move up the ladder like Joe Burrow did or like a Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett just had a big win over Tom Brady this past weekend in the NFL. So when you look at him this year, he looks like a whole total different football player. Change of scenery, probably got a little bit more tour. I love the size, 6'3", 214. But most of all, he's a left-hand guy that's got a pretty good strong arm. I'm not saying he in the level of this guy. Remember Scott Mitchell? Big guy to Utah. Number 19. Remember while Miami yeah. Dolphins? Yeah. Got paid. Had, had a decent year with Detroit. Got paid and really do nothing with the Dolphins. Andre Ware, David Klingler. Kind of put me in the mind of them. He's got that smooth, smooth ball. So they ball like Warren Moon, the school he's at now in Washington. That's had great success. Sonny Six Killer. Marv Grinnell. Brock Hewitt. So he went to a school. That's kind of what I want to say is had success with quarterbacks playing in the Washington Huskers program. And then I always look at the production. This year he stayed healthy. 2,500 yards, like you said, 20 touchdowns, four INTs. But I'm not saying that he's a guy that we should not really be balling who over, but I like him because he's got all the NFL characteristics. He can make that hash, that, that hash throw from one side of the field to the other. I watched him a little bit. He could play with the safeties with his eyes this year. He's got that laser beam, similar to a young man that came out of Virginia that played down here with me and Mr. Langan Landis, our producer, that came out like that laser light by the name of MV7 Michael Vick. But I'm just saying it's one year. Young man obviously has worked on this game. 
the production is at a high level. And when I say this about Michael Penix, I don't know really if he's a first-round pick or not. I'm not going to say this. You know, the NFL is all about now. We're looking for the next great superstar to play the position, the next Lamar Jackson, the next Trey Lance, the next Russell Wilson, the next Josh Allen. But think about this, DK. Michael Penix had a lot of injuries, and he did take a step back. No question about it when he was in Indiana. But he's in Washington, comfortable, a system, and he looks like an NFL prospect. And it puts me in the mind, think about what Josh Allen came in the league from Wyoming. He had accuracy problems, couldn't really throw the football. But between the years one and three, look at Josh Allen now. It's like night and day. He's throwing that football on the line. Kind of put me in the mind of this gentleman right here. But most of all, when I see this gentleman throw the football, I got to go back. And I'm to my, when he's on, that ball coming out like it's a cannon. And I go back to when I was 10 years old. And there's only one other guy that had that cannon. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Grantland Rice Bowl. I was 10 years old. His name was Joe Street Gilliam. And I don't have to say no more, Tennessee State. Joe Street Gilliam struggled his sophomore year. But when he got on this center, his junior year, hey, man, he came alive. Michael Penix. Like I said, I go back to 2020. I didn't even know who he was. And that game he had against Ohio State, he went head-to-head with Justin Fields, who's right now starting for the Chicago Bears. And he had five touchdowns in that game and zero interceptions. But I understand where you're coming from, DK. He's took some steps back after that game. But it seemed like he's just kind of recaptured that form. And like I said, he's a gentleman. That's got all the NFL quality. He can make all the throws. He's got a laser beam on. He knows how to manipulate them safeties. To me, if you're going off what you have done for me lately, you're looking at him this season. 2,500 yards, 20 touchdowns, four INTs. But I kind of heard they were saying the same thing about Joe Burrow after his first year at LSU. Coming in the preseason count, you can go back and do the – T. Lee's, he's a six-round pick. Oh, he might not even get out. He might even get drafted. He's on borderline seven rounds. But when LSU started that season against Texas, and they got that pass and offensive in, in a steal for Joe Burrow, the greatest offense in college football history, first-round pick. And we're talking about a player right now that took his team to the Super Bowl last year. By no means, I'm not saying Michael Penix is by no means that type of player, but what I love about him, he has some adversity. He struggled, no question about it. He was erratic last season in Indiana. He's had injuries. But see, the chapter of the book is not finished. It's not finished. Michigan State this year on national television, 397 yards on watching that game, four touchdowns. And then against Arizona, 516 yards, four touchdowns, 80%, 36 of 44. 
college football highest level. Final words about Michael Penix, Mr. Daniel Kelly. Well, you know, it's really interesting. You're bringing up some interesting points, Mr. Turner. And, you know, I, I was most interested in the names of the quarterbacks you brought up. Uh, you know, you brought up uh, Scott Mitchell, David Klinger, Andre Ware. And then on the other side of the coin, you brought Warren Moon, um, you know, and, and, and Joe Gilliam and stuff. And, and so it's like, which guy to me, okay. I'm an aspiring general manager, okay? And and this game, like my NFL mentor taught me, a man with four Super Bowl rings, if you have a quarterback, you have a chance, okay? So if I'm a GM of a team right now and I'm looking for that quarterback because we all know it's a quarterback-driven league, I sit back and I ask myself, okay, I've worked my entire life and dreamt of being in this GM position, okay? It comes down to risk assessment. Even if a team loves Michael Penix, let's say they're absolutely in love with him, okay? It's it's like, do you dare spend a first-round pick? I'm not just talking about the inconsistencies from a performance and a production standpoint, which are just really to me, a huge concern, but even a bigger concern, let's say he has matured and has overcome some of those those deficiencies that he showed to Indiana, okay, and now he's passed those things, just the injuries alone. I mean, back at the Jets, we used to put a big M, the letter M for medical, on guys' grades who had a consistent, you know, injury problem or a major injury in college or the NFL. So on Michael Penix's draft card, whatever the grade may be by a team, I think you need the big letter M next to him because he's a guy that, that you know, can he hold up physically? So I think a team has to look, you know, talk to their team medical personnel. He's got to get checked out thoroughly pre-draft. I mean, we're talking about serious injuries, two torn right ACLs. I mean, he's got a, a, a problem with his joint and his shoulder and, his, and, the, and the joint connecting the sternum and the clavicle. I mean, we're talking about serious type of injuries here that I think have to be checked out and get the green light from a team before they would draft him. Even if I absolutely was in love with this guy, I cannot see myself taking it beyond the third round or higher than the third round because, as we all know in the NFL, these guys are legacy picks. The guy you pick a quarterback is a GM's legacy. And uh, I just don't know if, if a team can take that kind of risk on him. And I, and I also need to know, I, I have to sit down and look him in the eyes and say, hey, man, what's up? I mean, you're a different guy at Washington and you were at Indiana. And I, I need to get a better feel for this, uh, exactly why. If it's a system, if it's a player's, because everybody's going to be different in the NFL. The systems are going to be different in the NFL. So if, and if he goes to a bad team, okay, a team with a losing record like Carolina or something, is this going to be Indiana over again? These are the type of questions I ask myself from a decision-making standpoint. But it's good to see the guy playing a lot better this year. I'm looking forward to seeing his 2022 game film and going back. And you're right. Everybody talks about that Ohio State game. Everybody does. I've seen it all over the Internet. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to him going forward. But uh, this assessment was just based on his 2021 game film. And I think if a team were to sit down in the war room and look at what he did in Indiana, look at what he did in Washington, I think everyone from the owner on down will be left. Just, just the room will be stark silent. Everybody be scratching their head because which, which guy is going to show up in the NFL?
My final words about Michael Penix, and I want to say this, special thanks to our producer today, Mr. Logan Landers, for making yes. that happen this morning. Thank you. The thing with me about Michael Penix is this right here. The NFL, and I'm just, like I said, I'm not a scout like you. Daniel's had a lot of great years in this business, and you studied on some of the greatest people with the Jets, Parcells, and, and Mr. Belichick. But my thing is, you look at the NFL right now, it's all about potential. And you're looking at it, well, you had Joe Burrow was no inclination going into the draft, his draft, and he ended up being the first pick overall. To me, I think with Michael Penix in Indiana and Washington, and no question about it, the injuries are a major concern. But think about this. And Another point before I get to my point is that you brought up, it depends what team he gets drafted also. But I think a lot of his ascension is because he's at a better school. He's around better talent. He's around a school that's won a national championship, a school that's got football history. Indiana doesn't have that football history. And sometimes when you're playing at a school like that, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. You're not going to have what I say, certain talent skill level. You're not going to have four or five stars around you. I think a lot of his ascending because he's in a better pro and he's got better people around. Now, that being said, I don't know if that translates over to him being an excellent quarterback at the next level because you brought up a major point. It depends who all draft, who takes him, and then number two, what he has around him. But I can tell you this, looking at him, his ascension to where he was in 2020, to what happened in 2021, and where he's at now. I'm proud of Michael Penix because obviously he didn't sit in the can and weep. He came to a program that was struggling, really. And now look what he's done. And when he came on national television against Michigan State, Let's be real. He kind of showed the nation that, hey, this is what I can do when I bounce back and I work at my game and I got talent. Because a young man can throw the football, man. Oh, man, his arm, you give him time, he can really, really put it on the money and make all throws. But I love the kid. I like his story. And as I'm saying I'm coming to you on the dusty road. Michael Penix, soul man. He might be the soul man of the 2023 NFL draft. I'm coming to you on the dusty road, baby. Before we end our show today, we'd like to mention one more time, this show is presented by Bet Online. So if you like the video today, please come in and share. Very special thanks and many blessings for this gentleman right here, the very talented handsome coming out of Key West Florida, Mr. Daniel Kelly joining us today with his observation of Michael Penix, quarterback, University of Washington Huskies. And special thanks to our producer, Mr. Logan Landers. Y'all be all right this weekend. Enjoy some college football. It's getting real heavy. Thank you. God bless. Here on 100 Yards of Football. What is your favorite moment from football history? What teams and players are you cheering on? And who will win it all? We want to hear from you, our listeners. Head over to 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch and leave us a comment. 
we might use your suggestion in an upcoming episode. Tune in daily to the podcast and watch our show live every week. We are 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio on the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.